This is the best of two pros and a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, it is good to be back. It is definitely good to be back here on the show. Is it? Uh, how's everybody feeling now that we're all back? I'm not recovered. Together here on the show. How's everyone oh, feeling? I'm hungover. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. I'm not recovered yet. <laughs> okay. In, in fact, I'm, I'm probably maybe about, let's see, because we jumped ahead an hour, um, I am probably an hour or two, like two and a half hours away from from really like being faded, like really, really <laughs> poolside sun. <laughs> I, I had, I had, I went old school. I went, I, I went uh, nostalgic on 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 the asses. I, I was drinking mojitos. Um, That's good. And then then that that transitioned over into tequila, and then the entire yeah. Then the entire pool started like buying each other like tequila shots, and then it it yeah. So I, I feel great. I just don't feel great. <laughs> so everybody knows. Uh, well, listen. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's good to have uh, you know Brady back. Brady Quinn's back here. It's great to have him back. It's great um, to have you yeah. back, Brady. Yeah, it is. It definitely yeah, is. Yeah. Do, so, do you notice what yeah. he's doing right now? I do. He's trying to make it seem like we can compare in any way, shape, or form. To someone else who's back. What do which, you mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just uh, the only way I can relate. Great segue. I don't understand. You the only way I can relate is anyone who has spent a intense, significant amount of time around their kids for two months probably <laughs> needs a bit of a. Uh, what are you guys talking you know, about? Relief or vacation? Oh man, uh, I certainly. <laughs> I'm happy to be in the saddle on the microphone instead of heading back home at the current moment. Yeah. If, if, I mean, you know, it's not like if I retired from doing radio and went back home and, and was listening to um, all of the, you know, what what you want to call it, chaos maybe? Yeah. Oh, okay. Of of hearing your, your kids stress each other out and then stress their mom out, which in turn leads to the mom stressing you out and everybody gets stressed out and then you want to go sit out a pool or you want to go work and well i i probably would come out of retirement to come back and do some radio yeah so i could get out of the house get in the studio you know? yeah i mean yeah, just, get a little space and listen i mean just imagine if like uh there was a, a show talking about your potential retirement and one member of the show was trying to tell people that uh that he didn't buy it uh that uh, that you were going to be coming back i mean just imagine like imagine that, that. Happened, and then uh, imagine like the imagine. fact that you had another guy that was saying there's no way <laughs> with the type of career LeVar had in radio that he would ever I mean just just like what just I, I retired after this brilliant radio career uh, <laughs> and decided to come right on back it is it is just a crazy development to the uh, same show by yeah. the way I mean so like what, what did you guys want to talk about I mean I did know. you guys I want mean, to get into anything or uh, well, like, guys, uh, I think the irony yeah. to all this in, in all honesty full transparency here is um it wasn't even something that Jonas wanted to talk about. Oh, it, it, it wasn't even like it was so well, I mean, <laughs> sloppy, so lazily done. It wasn't even yeah. part of something Jonas wanted to talk about. Uh, Tom Brady's back, folks. Yeah, yeah. How about that? The NFC's back. 
Huh? The NFC. Oh, come on. Right when everybody wanted to write off the NFC and talk about what a disaster He's they are. Listening. Uh, Tom Brady is back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, he took to social media yesterday. Now, I made sure to, to actually read. and to, I didn't want to get duped like some of these people that get duped by these fake accounts. I made sure it was the actual Tom Brady and not Tom Brady with two Ds or Tom Brady with an I instead of a Y. But he put this out yesterday, uh, right when you thought the NCAA tournament and maybe the NBA was going to steal some headlines. Tom Brady was like, kiss my ass. Uh, quote, these past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field and not ah. in the stands. Ah. That time will come. I mean, in the house. <laughs> but it's not now. <laughs> I love my teammates. I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished business, LFG. Not really sure what LFG means. Let's uh, go. Okay. okay. Uh, and, uh, and so there it is. Tom Brady is back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which brings up the question, um, what was the last you know month or so about? Like, why did he walk away? You know what I mean? Like, like what, what was I the... Did, he realized it wasn't for him. <laughs> He's, he got home with the kids, was like, wait, this is what, y'all, this is what all you dudes do with what I'm out practicing and getting ready and doing... Okay, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my ass back to football. <laughs> I feel like if I'm still leading the league in yards and touchdown passes... I'm gonna do this till the wheels fall off because I don't want to have to transition to this. Like I just want to, I want to transition into grandfather mode. Like mm. I want to get there where like I've got the kids for a little bit and I take care of them, but I, then I give them back. Like I, I don't have to actually deal with it 24 seven. That's that's my theory on it. I, I think he literally got to the point where he has missed an entire phase of staying at home and being around his kids. Where he he just was like, oh no, no. I am. I am. I'm just gonna play until I become a grandfather. Mm. That's where I'm at at this point. Well, I'll tell you what. Giselle has to accept that football is his true. It's his true love. Yeah. Like and and if I that's got to be the most surprising part, by the way. I mean, that's his love, and 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 she's got to play. A sloppy uh, second roll to oh, to football, no. oh, and, no. and, right. and and that just is what it is. Um, <laughs> he said it. Mayday! He said it. I'm sorry. Mayday! Sorry. Um, <laughs> so and 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 here's what I'll say. Outside of the obvious of like <laughs> married men who understand the the jargon that's taking place right now, my my serious take on this: if you think about the the quarterbacks in the NFC and the ones that remain. Kyler Murray, we don't know how that's going to play out, right? Uh, Things are showing that there might be cracks, maturity, buy-in. They could be they could be a a team that may not be as good. They could be vulnerable. Then where else do you go in terms of elite quarterbacks? You got Stafford, you got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I'm. I really refuse, even though I know you're you're supposed to. I really refuse, for some reason, to say that Kirk Cousins is is going to be uh, an issue or a problem for the NFC. Matter of fact, I mean, it seems as though they're open to trading Kirk Cousins. Um, 
I just well, I don't know I, about anymore. Well, yeah, well, well he yeah. out of the contract he just signed. Yeah, he redid it. Did, did way, he redo it? Yeah, he okay. redid his oh, deal. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, I didn't uh, see it. He made sure to let everybody know, let's freaking go. Uh, well, uh, you know, he's the uh, he's the Amish Tom Brady, apparently. Well, so good for that. him getting his deal done. But again, I'm not even really putting him in that category of he he would be able to take on Tom Brady or really all that's remaining in the NFC would in my opinion would be Stafford and and Rodgers. So if I'm Tom Brady, I'm like why wouldn't I come back and try to compete with only two other two other real quarterbacks in in the NFC. It just makes sense to me. It it just makes sense to come back and try it one more time because the NFC is a vulnerable side of of, of it, the conference. And it's not it's not like he's well, he's good for forty four. No, he's just good, period. Like he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league still. And and you go back to last year, there was a lot of people that wanted to make the argument that Tom Brady should have been the MVP of the league. Like, and I would be one of them. I mean, he he was unbelievable. So yeah. just to to look at it and go, Man, you're still playing this well. I, I know people, you know, you, you want to go off on a high note and you don't want to be peeled off the field like, you know, a, a, a maybe a Ben Roethlisberger look like or, a, you know, um, a Peyton Manning or something like that. But man, I, I just don't think he's anywhere close to, to slipping or falling down that, that cliff or falling off that cliff rather that everyone wants to talk about. I, I just, to me, it makes all the sense in the world. Why wouldn't you want to come back and keep playing? Then why leave? Well, I mean, that's what blows me away. I mean, like, why leave in the first place? I mean, he, you know, just I, say I need a little time. He thought he, uh, he thought he was into the uh, the post football life, and as Brady pointed out, he started looking around and going, "Oh, you mean I got to make their lunch?" <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go be a human jugs machine for one of the receivers that's trying to get a contract. I'm out of here. So, I mean, good for him. Them noises start running together in your head. <laughs> It's like dad, dad, one, one dad, dad, dad. Then you hear that second dad, daddy, daddy. Then you hear dad, uh, dad, daddy, dad, uh, dad, daddy, dad, uh, dad. And you keep hearing that in your head. You're like, ah. Yeah. And then, and then you get just uh, Tom. Tom, what are you doing? Tommy, what are you Tommy. doing? What are you doing? Tommy, Why? Tom, I do everything. Tom, what are you doing? Where what are, are you, you doing? Tom, where are you doing? Uh, where are Tom, you at? Man. And it's just like that mashup I'm of sounds. Here. Yeah, I hate you go, all. I hate I'm all of you. Throw. You know what I love about it though is, like, life can be really complex and really complicated, and then it can be really simple. And I think this was the most simple decision Tom's made over the past two months. Was like, this is what I've done for 22 years in the NFL, and I've been the greatest of all time. And I'm not at a level where I don't feel like I could be the best. Like, to your point, Jonas, he was viewed by some as, as MVP candidate. Now, I don't – I think people took into account his age. I mean, when you lead the league in yards and touchdowns, that, that gives you a little more clout. But I think people took into account I, – I know I do because I think it's just unheard of what he's doing. I believe he'll be the oldest quarterback to ever start a game this season coming back this year. I mean, at some point when you're going to look through the record books, it's only Tom Brady. You're not going to see like any other name because of everything he's accomplished. And I don't know that you'll ever see that many guys passing him up only because of the sacrifice that he's willing to make that many others won't. Yeah. I just don't foresee other players not wanting to move on at some point, especially when they're in their 40s. I mean, obviously he's been lucky from a health standpoint with the exception of one season. But outside of that, I mean, I just 
I don't know that anyone's going to play as well as long. And I don't know that you're ever going to see someone who's willing to make that sacrifice and his family is willing to make the sacrifice. Like, I'll, I'll be real. I think some families would be torn up. Even as awesome and as amazing as it is to have someone play a professional sport and the money they make and all of that, there's an element where you're not around as much. And I know for a fact it's a stressor at times. Like, any player who's, who's got a family has been a part of it there's a different feeling in season, out of season for everyone. I mean, coaches' wives know it. In season, out of season, it's a different feel. You know, there's times when you are, are you know, expected to see your dad, expected to see, you know, your, your, the, you know the, go to the games, do that whole deal. And there's a time where there's an offseason, you go on some vacations together, you spend more time together. But the reality to that is it's, it's just a small window of the year. And the rest you go back to work and the rest you're away and the rest you're, you're focused on all this. And it's all football-centric. It's not as much about the family. I, I just I – th- I think not, – not that I'm trying to read into any of this with their family life or anything. But I know for a fact there was players that I played with, their families struggled with what football requires and asks of you. And so it, it's one of the reasons why I just feel like it will never be done again because – I don't know that the family would be able to make the same sacrifice without something being impacted or changing personally in a big way. And I, I think that's part of it. Like, I know we joke point. about it. No, it's a great point. That's very but, real. It's and that, very that's real. every professional sport, by yeah, the way. It's, it's not real. just football. It's not just football. So what Brady's telling you guys just now is when y'all see that fouling come out and 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 uh, because that goes in uh, the inquirer, like this is, goes outside of sports on the they other shoot side. Shoot, shoot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah, you know? buddy. You know what I mean? And some of them got a some really good stand, shot. Some of us stand ready too. You some know? got a really. You know, you good don't have shot. to get if you stay ready. You don't have to get ready. Yeah, you uh, wow. Yeah, mic drop right <laughs> it there. Is, uh, it definitely is. I feel your I feel uh, your sentiments I'm, and your and your commentary right what, there what, little Jonas? bro uh, unbelievable uh, unbelievable it is uh it is a shooting range here early Goat, on uh, all right it is, <laughs> it mm. is. be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Apparently, uh, Deshaun Watson is back. Uh, he is not going to face criminal charges. Uh, that was determined uh, on Friday. So now uh, the uh, trade market is heating up for Deshaun Watson. Uh, it was Ian Rappaport uh, most recently who said that the Saints and the Panthers have made offers to the Texans. They are going to meet with Deshaun Watson soon. Uh, he has a no-trade clause in his contract that he signed with Houston. Uh, so he'll get uh, you know some saying where he ends up. But Apparently, uh, you know, with uh, Tom Brady back uh, in Tampa Bay, now you've got New Orleans and Carolina that's looking at a potential Deshaun Watson trade. So there's that. That's can, on the can I get one thing off my chest first? Yes. So we talked about last week before Friday, there, there, that was the criminal portion of all this, meaning there was evidence that was going to be shown to a grand jury, then that evidence would help decide whether or not there was enough to move forward with a case. Okay. That ended up not being the case. So, you know, he was exonerated of whatever criminal charges were brought against him. I just want to be clear here. That doesn't mean that there wasn't any wrongdoing. Correct. Yeah. Like, people try to act, oh, he's innocent. No, he's not. That just meant there wasn't enough evidence to move forward with a case. 
Okay, and I know some people are like, well, what do you mean then? That means he's, he's not. There's been other players, other athletes, other things that have taken place and occurred, and you can connect enough dots to know, all right, there was wrongdoing there. They just didn't have enough to catch the guy, okay? Um, I, I can name a bunch of athletes and a bunch of people who we've seen that are public figures. L.A. knows one in particular pretty darn well that wasn't able to be criminally convicted but was from a civil standpoint. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. Yes. Yeah. But I just, because there's so many people who are like grandstanding, acting like, they're like, oh, he's innocent. No, they just didn't have enough evidence. And that can be for a number of reasons. And it has nothing to do with whether or not there was any wrongdoing. So I want to make sure people understand that. Now, the civil cases are easier to go away because you can just settle them. And then they sign a non-disclosure agreement or they don't, however this works out. But that's like the next thing that, probably needs to take place before a trade would even be able to take place, at least in my opinion. Oof. Uh, so, and, and I, I saw the, I saw a couple of tweets like, you know, when I, I stated the fact that he's now able to put himself in position to rehab his image because it was not becoming a criminal trial. Again, I always say reserve, reserve somebody being guilty until a verdict comes in. And and the due process takes place. So my whole thing is my whole contingency in, in all of this was saying if, if there wasn't enough enough evidence to take it to trial for it to go in a place where you're saying this person is now going to do time or they are going to be punished for what it is that they did as a wrongdoing. If they did not stand trial, while I agree, yes. They may have done something or probably have done something. But again, legally speaking, they're able to move on and Deshaun Watson will be able to move on and say, depending on what comes from the civil cases, if those are civil cases where he's allowed to speak his his side of the story, he has an opportunity to try to rehabilitate how people look at him based off of him. I mean, convictions say you're guilty. Now, the fact that it didn't go to to trial, people will leverage and manipulate it however they want to leverage it and manipulate it. I'm I'm in full agreement. People do things and don't always have to stand trial for what it is that they did. But we'll never know the extent of what he did based off of how this has all well, played out. We, we, we do know this, but like no one wants to draw any attention to this. I've said this all along. He obviously it, it paid for certain things. Yes, that whether they were and whether they were consensual or not, he paid for certain things that are illegal. <laughs> which no. I, I guess isn't a part of this whole process. That's what's surprising to me is he's basically openly admitted that he paid for certain the sexual behaviors. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and and he's admitted to that, and yet no one's gonna you know no one's looking at that saying. Well, isn't that something that was wrong, too, on top of everything else that was alleged in this case? Like, that that's what never made sense to but me. But doesn't like, that make just glossed them, over that. Doesn't that make every one of those ladies wrong, too, though? So now it becomes of like a two-fold. Of course, everyone is. Yeah. Everyone kind of is. But, that, but the two wrongs, two Does, wrongs oh, doesn't make it right. right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, that's, look, that's look true. It, this isn't like a, Eugene, wrong together, a, a Eugene Robinson where he gets popped 
by an undercover. This is, yeah, everybody was was in on this. His own, you know, legal team has come out and said, yeah, you know, we do acknowledge something happened, but not the way that it was, you know, portrayed. So, yeah, the idea that he's just, oh, uh, we should apologize. Anybody that jumped to conclusions, like, come on, man. I, I, like, they've admitted something happened here. So now if the conversation turns to, you know, him on the field, I mean, where makes the most sense? Because the betting favorites would tell you right now that, that Carolina and New Orleans are at the top of the list. And the fact that you got two teams in the same division that could, in essence, you know, are, are trying to make a move for the same quarterback. If you were Deshaun Watson and you could pick your destination, where would you go? New Orleans or Carolina right now? If you could pick your spot. I would go to, I would go to Carolina. And I know you may push back because of – there's a bunch of reasons. I think Carolina wants him the worst. I think David Tepper's wanted it for a long time. It's back close to his old stopping grounds in college. I do think they've got some weapons there and whatnot. I think the Saints are in a position where, depending on how this year goes and what this year looks like, they could be fizzling downward, whereas this could be that like reclamation year or that year where if Matt Rule's going to stay in it, and they get Watson, and you look at the rest. Now, the division looks a little more difficult in the past 24 hours with Tom Brady coming back. But there's nothing that says they couldn't be the second-best team in that division with Deshaun Watson as their quarterback. Now, you're probably saying that for the Saints, too, if he goes there. I, I just look at it, I think, man, that's the team that's wanted him all along, <laughs> even when he didn't want them. I mean, that's still one of those teams he's asked, he has to agree to with the no-trade clause. But that, to me, I, I would love to see him in Carolina to see what he'd do for that team. Oof. What is Michael Thomas going to do? Uh, I, I mean. Well, has he had his surgery yet, or is he still uh, delaying that? Uh, is he st- uh, still delaying? Because I know that was last year. He wanted to delay, uh, you know, until really late sarcastic? In the yes. Was that sarcasm? sarcasm. Yes, yeah, sarcasm. I, I think that that would play a major part in deciding. You have a bona fide playmaker uh, that, that you have as a receiver. And, and, and it's a new coach. I think there's going to be question marks. There's going to be question marks in terms of again, can Matt Rule get it done as as a pro coach? I'm I'm pro. I'm obviously pro Carolina for obvious reasons. That's my old teammate. Um, but again, I still think if I'm weighing out and measuring why I would want to choose one of over the other, I would want to know. I would want to add whatever the the details are on Michael Thomas and it, is he, does he come back if I come and what, what is your health currently? I think he would be the biggest deciding factor for Deshaun in terms of New Orleans. Yeah. And is uh what's up with uh, Alvin Kamara too? Probably should ask that. Oh, question. Oh, see, that's, that's, that's another good. one. There's, that's another one to one. think about. Um, now it's, well, uh, the NFL is going to let him play if he gets the chance. They'll wait till the season's yeah. over to, to yeah. make sure he has <laughs> to play. Well, we can talk to him after a uh, week 18. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> I, I'm just, look, <laughs> I'm just surprised that, that Pittsburgh, funny. I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Pittsburgh is not all over this. And and I know they're not going to pay all that. That's the problem. <sighs> That's the problem yeah. with this whole Steelers thing is there's two there's two problems. The one problem is they're not into putting that type of cash and going that that uh aggressive towards a guy. But then the second problem is 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 he the right guy for you to be that aggressive with? Like the fan base is going to be looking at it. The people are going to be looking at it like, okay, so 
this is the guy y'all chose to go all in on? Like, what if he what if he finds himself putting him himself in compromising situations moving forward? I mean, they they handled Ben Roethlisberger and all the stuff off the field with him, yeah. and people forget that stuff. But it was uh, that was he was know, already drafted it, there. Though. I know, but that like they still stood by him and they gave him contracts after all that stuff came but out. Why 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 inherit that risk? Why inherit for that? For the price tag that's going to be connected to them, they're they're for the most part they're an institutional, they're in, they're they're an institution of a franchise. The 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 tradition and the legacy that's connected to that that franchise. I just don't. If if Ben Roethlisberger were a free agent, now people may use Mike Vick as as an example and as an excuse or or whatever the argument point and you would probably be right other than to say the price tag would vastly change the idea or the conversation of what we're talking about right now if Ben Roethlisberger had been somewhere else and his price tag was as high as Deshaun Watson's would be coming into it the Pittsburgh Steelers would not touch Ben Roethlisberger with a 10-foot pole I mean, Watson's under contract, so that's a different story. It's already yep. structured within it. So I, I think that makes it more capable of happening. Um, and, and as far as his past you know, transgressions and comparing it to Vic, Vic had already made a couple stops. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't that, like the Pittsburgh Steelers were the, were the first to actually sign him, right? Yep. It was like he already went to Philly. Yep. And if, if I guess if because that was his first team back, was it Philly? Philly, yeah, yeah. it was the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it, it's not like you know you felt like you were taking that big of a risk because how was a team? How was they going to say it to the Pittsburgh at that point? You're like, well, what are you talking about? Philly already signed them. So the, to me, there's not as much risk with all this, whether it's Pittsburgh and their history, standing up for Mike Vick, standing up for Ben Roethlisberger, and wanting them to be able to rehab and, and play football with their organization. But even the contract, I think they can absorb. I mean, we saw them, you know, re uh, re up TJ Watt. I mean, thank God to Ben Roethlisberger yeah, and take a, a pay cut so that, he could. That's a good point. Yeah, really yeah, saved the yeah. day there, big time. Yeah, and, and he I ended mean, I, up I just, getting defensive player of the year. So Ben was right. Yeah, yeah. Ben, yeah ben, something ben worked was out. Right. It worked out for them. My, on my whole the field thing is, for him. I don't know why he's not pushing to get there. I mean, that would be such a good team, such a good roster. And I'm saying this as a kid who grew up as a Browns fan and a guy who played for the Browns, like a heated hatred towards the Steelers, but it's a good team. It's a great organization. It's a great situation to jump into. I, I don't really get it. I'm not sure whether that's not more of a desired place to go to at this point. And, and also uh, the days of a franchise quarterback getting below 40 million a year is over, right? I mean, those days, like that ship is. Well, sailed. what do you consider Kirk Cousins? Well, I mean, well okay, fair. All right, but if but he's ta- different, right? He just gets straight guarantees. Yes, like, which I kind of love that about him. Like he's just like, well, I don't have to worry about anything other than playing football. Oh, I, I know I'm making X amount of dollars the next two years. So Deshaun Watson, if playing, is a top five quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, top top five, six, seven quarterback I mean, I, in that range, based on when we last saw him. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna have this like setback or mental lapse where he gets out there and feels, 
You know, like he's yeah. running around Porky Pig in it. So you he's know, <laughs> t-shirt on up top, nothing below. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh wow, that's, that's a uh, you are you are in rare form, my Early friend. It's <laughs> just a uh, <laughs> one weekend in Napa, and he comes in like an F five, yeah. just uh, just blowing through the entire show. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I should have used a different term there. Uh, but point being, that's, um, that's very funny. Uh, Deshaun Watson is going to be under forty million dollars a year with this contract, the way it works. So if Correct. you're Pittsburgh and you can get a top five quarterback in the NFL and it's at those numbers and at that price when nobody in that vicinity is going to be anywhere close to that because everybody's seemingly getting the $40 million mark and then some, why the F would you not make the move? Like, I, I just I, like, what is the plan there then? If it's not, if, if you're not going to be aggressive and, and take a, a chance with Deshaun Watson and the stuff off the field, they can handle it. Antonio Brown threw furniture off a balcony and almost hit a kid. All right, as as a member of the Steelers, uh, they were able to handle all that stuff. They handled the Ben Roethlisberger stuff. Brian Flores is there. They took on all that drama willingly to have him on the coaching staff. It just seems to me like an ideal spot for everybody involved, yet all, all the reports that are coming out is Pittsburgh's not interested, Pittsburgh's not interested. All right, so then what's the plan? Uh, Kenny Pickett? I wouldn't put it out. I, I wouldn't put Dash that fire out. I wouldn't dash it out. I just I don't think it's I think it's highly unlikely that it'll it'll happen. But if you bring in Deshaun Watson to Pittsburgh and Deshaun Watson is anything, as Brady mentioned, close to what he was before he took this this hiatus time, that team, I mean, are they the top team in in the north? In the AFC North, I mean, you could debate Cincinnati, but I mean, was uh, you know, are, is Cincinnati here to stay? <laughs> Who? Are Cincinnati? <laughs> are they are they here to stay? I, I, I don't I, I don't know. I don't know. Is Lamar Jackson going to continue to improve, take steps forward? Is are the Ravens going to trend? In a different, they missed the playoffs. The, the Steelers have know? the the Steelers have the worst quarterback in that division by a, a long ways. Easily, and yeah. they know that. Yeah. So they're uh, not going to just sit back and say we we accept the fact that we have the worst quarterback in our division. They know that. Yeah. So I wouldn't be shocked when they make a move. It's just a matter of what move you know it ends up being. But don't don't rule Deshaun out. I'll tell you that. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. With Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox, weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches, we talk to players, we tell you stories. You download it, you listen to it, I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We talked about the Kirk Cousins uh, deal. So Kirk Cousins is coming back. Uh, he got, what, $35 million. Uh, he had sent out a hashtag, let's freaking go. Yeah, uh, fully guaranteed. Yeah. Um, so if, I, if I'm not mistaken, where's, where's that put Kirk Cousins in his career? 231? 231 million? $230 million. By the way, total guaranteed. Yeah, when you look at the money he's gotten, total guarantees, $230 million. Someone needs to teach this course on how to be able to structure their contracts to future NFL generations. Uh, Mike McCartney, his agent, and him have done an unbelievable job of how they've gone about maximizing his potential. Because, you know, again, 
LeVar said it a minute ago, he's been a top 12 quarterback in the league. I'd say pretty good. Let's say top half the league safely. Yes. Right? Yes. And he's accumulated 230 million, but guaranteed. I mean, I know 90 of that came when he first got to Minnesota, but it's absolutely ridiculous. And people tend to forget he made what, 50? or north of that when he was in Washington having to play under two franchise tags. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's incredible the way he went about getting to free agency, getting the open market, signing the deals he did. And he flies under the radar, but he has put together quite possibly the greatest career for earnings as far as a quarterback who doesn't get that much hype or maybe hasn't even accomplished I mean, you look at anyone else who's been in the $200 million range for how much, like, what they've done on the field. I, I, I don't know that he's done a ton to justify it in regards to what he's made. It's unbelievable. Well, I mean, good for him. This isn't, like, jealousy or anything. It's just it's incredible to see the business of what they've done. Tom Brady's played 13 more years, and he's only earned $63 million more in contracts. Like, Brady's at 293 Kirk Cousins is at 230 I mean, good God, man. Like, he's, he has mastered this whole thing. And people want to like, make fun of him all they want, but for the love of God, when you get two franchise tags, he plays under him. And then he, remember when he came out also and he said, uh, I took less money to go with Minnesota, to sign with Minnesota, because the Jets reportedly wanted to give him $3 million more guaranteed. And it's like, all right, man, like, well, boy, you know. Well, I mean, come it's on. not lying. Three I, million is three million bucks. <laughs> I mean, to him at this point, I mean, I, I just uh, – it's it's phenomenal. And, and yeah, I don't think that Kirk Cousins at any point in his career has ever been a top 10 quarterback. At any point in his career, has he ever been a top nah, 10 quarterback? No, he's probably been a top 10. I, I, don't, I don't know that he's been much more than that. But it's, it's crazy to think, too, the first four years. He's played four years or was in the league for four years where and, he wasn't really earning play. anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. he didn't play. He was a backup. Well, he, he played a little bit. He because played, of the he injury. Played, right. He yeah. played enough to be able to warn him and give him an opportunity to then earn the franchise tags. But it, it's, it's crazy to think about what he has accumulated. And granted, look, I, I know I'm counting. When we say $230 million, that's including what he'll be paid in 2022 and 2023. But that's because they're, they're both fully guaranteed. Okay? So, so I, I get it. He's like People are out there it. like, what do you mean? He's getting all of it. It's $70 million. He gets $50 million, I believe, in the next six months or whatever it is. You know what? I think the most intriguing part of this, because there's been a lot of quarterback talk. It's so funny because some way, somehow – Quarterbacks find a way to dominate conversations. Like this year, it's been more quarterbacks in the league. In years past, it's been quarterbacks that are coming out in the draft. It like seems to like naturally balance itself out. You know where quarterbacks find a way to dominate the the headlines. I think linebackers should, but you know that's no, just it's me. all good. Yeah, no, 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 it's all me. good. Here's here's a, here's Stick a, here's city man. I, I dig it. Yeah. I dig it. Here, here's the the interesting conversation is. When you start talking about the the pedigree and and the things that certain players you know bring to the table, and and a lot of the conversations around quarterbacks are what are they capable of accomplishing? What is the ceiling for not only that player? What 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 becomes the ceiling? We just had this conversation last segment with Tom Brady. The ceiling goes to Super Bowl when Tom Brady comes to your team. Aaron Rodgers, the ceiling goes to Super Bowl when you talk about him. When Matthew Stafford went to the Rams, the ceiling went from Matthew Stafford 
struggling to to get things done in the playoffs at in Detroit to the ceiling is the Super Bowl. Can we definitively <laughs> say that about Kirk Cousins? No. You give Kirk Cousins Whoa. that one-year extension. <laughs> no. You're sealing for the, the Minnesota Vikings by giving him that extension now become <laughs> the Super Bowl. That, that to me, is weird when you go war guys that way. I will push back on Stafford because you're saying that in retrospect, not when he first got there. Well, I, I, They I'll were say, saying Super Bowl or bust. And, we that, like, and that's, that's will the point. they? Yeah. Well, will I, they? At least it was a conversation, though. Like, right. At least people had the conversation. This is why they got rid of Goff and brought in Stafford. It's because McVay and, and uh, Les, those guys, want this Super Bowl now, and they believe that they just got the quarterback that could do it. At least that was a conversation. How many times are we talking about now that they've given this man his guaranteed money the Minnesota Vikings can focus in on winning the Super Bowl? It's not a conversation. <laughs> Because it's not a conversation. You know why it's not a conversation? Because it's not a conversation. <laughs> I hope y'all got that. Why not? Because it's not a conversation. <laughs> okay, so not uh Kirk Cousins does not make your team a Super Bowl conversation. Now, there may be a team out there that if he went to them, that they now become a contender because of maybe what he represents in the fit of that team. But it ain't the Minnesota Vikings. He also gets, I mean, Kirk Cousins also gets, I don't know if picked on is the right term to use, but people like to go at Kirk Cousins. I covered him on a daily basis. Like when I first started my radio career, it was RG3. I mean, it was before that, but I went through that whole era. I was still there during the era. And I, 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 I got to know these guys as players because I covered them every day. I talked about them every day. Kirk Cousins would have gave the Washington R team at that time a great opportunity to create stability. He did not give them Super Bowl, Super Bowl like capabilities. He did not give them Super Bowl. This quarterback is taking the Washington at the time team to the Super Bowl. This is now the guy to build the, the, the franchise around. It was never that. It was never that. And that was why they couldn't get themselves to pay him what it was that he was looking for. They could not convince themselves. And maybe they were trying to find other players that maybe put it over the top where you could say, all right, well, we'll give them the money now. But him alone, right? Him alone. You got to take a look at guys and say, this quarterback alone gives you that opportunity. Kirk Cousins has never been in the him alone conversation gives this team the opportunity to win the Super Bowl. I mean, he's durable. He plays every game. Um, you know, he's, he's hardly ever injured. Uh, you know, last year, I think it was the because uh, he wasn't vaxxed or whatever. He tested positive for COVID, so he missed a game. I just, man, say whatever you want about the guy. If, if somebody told you back when you were covering him in Washington, hey, uh, you know, a few years from now, he's going to have 30, $230 million in the bank, what would you say? Uh, I mean... Well, he's not gonna have I'd that be, in the bank. I'd be he's happy. got 115 after taxes. Yeah. Okay, well, I'd be yeah. I'd be happy for him, but and I but I would say that you know I would justify it by saying that so all you have to it. do is be above above the average. If you're if you're above the average of of what is considered to be a quarterback that can help your team, versus a quarterback that is there and you don't really know what's going to happen, like that bottom half of the quarterbacks. I just don't know what we have in this guy. 
then they're probably going to get paid. I mean, that's just yeah. what it is. <laughs> Here's the issue. It, it, it's, it's been talked about, widely discussed. Jonas has really hammered Kirk Cousins for this. But, look, he does not play well in primetime in big game spots. His record on Monday night football is 2-9. and nine. Now, again, you could say a quarterback record isn't indicative of, of what he's actually capable of. It's, it is a team sport. I'll agree with that. But it just seems as if he struggled in those primetime spots. He's, he's been 2-9 and nine on Monday night football. He's 3-5 and five on Thursday night football. This is obviously during the course of the regular season. He's even played a game on Friday he lost. I mean, you look at the afternoon and late game starts for him. He's 16-31. and 31. In at late afternoon, those 4 p.m. and then primetime spots in his career. <laughs> it, it, look, it, it, there's enough of a sample size to go, I don't know what it is. Jonas threw out the theory that he thinks he's like OCD. He's got OCD. He's got the circadian you know, clock in his head that he has to play at one. Maybe that's it. I don't know what it is. But there's a big time difference between <laughs> when he plays at 1 p.m. and when he has to play at any time after that in his career. And it's, it, it's, it's, it's kind of to your point, LeVar, it's viewed as, yeah, what is his ceiling? Because it seems like whenever there's a big game, whenever they need something from him in that moment – Outside of the one example in New Orleans, which Saints fans will say, yeah, that was a push-off. <laughs> That's the only reason they won. He doesn't have a ton to, to really look back at. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 